5.06 now, KTSA, if you're headed on IH35, the northeast side of town. Look out for some slowdowns this morning because of all the construction that's going on. Southbound I-35 there at that whole Topperwine area. They are really hitting it and getting it on that uh, overpass stuff that they have been working on. And it's slow. And it needs to be, guys. It really does because you've got a lot of guys working over there. Anyway, morning, morning. We got Jimmy Don. That's what I'm just going to call you guys from here on. Uh, Jimmy Don, what do you think? Um, is that all right? I mean, is am I violating any kind of? No, people get us confused all the time. Uh, all right. I, I just think that's perfectly Texas. Jimmy Don. Yeah, no, it, it sounds like we're in trouble when you say it. Jimmy, oh, no, no, no. Jimmy Don, get over here. No, well, if I <laughs> if I call you by your middle name, what is your middle name? You don't need to know. I do. No, you don't. I do. It is not in my job description, <laughs> Trey Allen. <laughs> but see, that's my that's my first name. You see? Because my first name's hyphenated, Trey Allen, right? But, but Jimmy Don, that's... Jimmy Don is either going to be a troublemaker uh-huh. or he'll solve a problem. Well, he's he's like a West Texas sheriff. Yeah. Sheriff Jimmy Don. Oh, so no, you don't want Jimmy Don. That's there, right. Exactly. You know, like he could be one of those Texas Ranger guys. Jimmy, you know what I'm talking about? Jimmy Don needs a Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper. That's what I'm talking about right there, you <laughs> some bitch. <laughs> What a great movie. There ain't no hey. way you come uh, from my loins. Do you know? <laughs> well, no, the best line was, when I get home, I'm going to punch your mama right in the mouth. <laughs> do you know they didn't write any lines for him for that? No, Not one to. line. They hired the right guy when Burt Reynolds said, go get him, and they he, got him. He was called the great one before uh, Wayne Gretzky. Oh, uh, he Jackie was. No, well, uh, all you need to know about that, and we do have some news to get into, but all you need to know about Jackie Gleason was when they laid that big egg on CBS, and it was the uh, who's in the picture. And they had what they did was they set up these wooden things and a a celebrity and Johnny Carson was one of them before he was actually a celebrity would stick their head in a hole and then this panel would describe what's what's you know drawn on the on the wood just like you do when you go to a to a boardwalk and you stick your head through the hole oh, okay, okay, and you're on okay. the beach or something they would do that and a panel would try to describe it and the celebrity would try to figure out what it was where you are right. Right. based on their description. They couldn't say you're on the beach. They'd have to say, wow, it looks very wet where you are, you know, that kind of thing, right? And so they would have to guess it. It was awful. It was a terrible – they did one show, and Gleason walked into the executives on, at CBS <laughs> the next morning, and he said, well, you guess what's going to happen next week. And this was live television. And they said, well, we're going to do another version. And he said, oh, no. I'm going to go on, and I'm going to apologize for that show. <laughs> and the CBS executive says, we don't apologize. We don't apologize for what we put on the air. And said, oh, you're going to this week. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, you know, Gleason would. Right. And he went out, and he sat in a chair with a little bitty table next to him, cigarette always going. Yes, he was an L&M yes. guy because L&M sponsored him. And coffee cup full of whiskey. And it's uh, like, ooh, that coffee's good, you know. But he sat there for 30 minutes, nobody else to talk to, him doing a 30-minute monologue, apologizing to a national audience on live television for the turd they laid last <laughs> What happened last week? You little, you little tick tud. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> but that's him, man. Yeah. Well, that was him. Anyway. Right. And I could talk about him all day. Yeah. He was one of my great heroes of all time. Yeah, my so grandfather like, oh. would make me watch the Honeymooners with them after and, elementary school. And away we go. You know, Remember that, that movie of... he did with Tom Hanks? It was like one of the last films he did. Yes. Uh, in, nothing in common. In fact, he yes. He was great in that movie. In fact, the 
only time he was on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, he was out there shooting out with Tom Hanks, and Johnny had him stop by. That's the only appearance he ever did. And Johnny said, after all these years, why did it take so long for, for me to get you on the show? And Gleason said, I was just waiting to see if it was going to make it. <laughs> Carson had been on the air for 20 years yeah. by then. I was just waiting to see if you were going to make it. Awesome. Oh, the man, the myth. Well, the they don't make year. them like that anymore. That's why we love those guys. That's why we look back fondly on those guys because who's, who's the new Jackie? Uh, Bill Burr is pretty good, but who's the new Jackie Gleason? I don't, there isn't one. Jackie would show up at clubs when other people were doing stand-up, and he would have them put a chair right in front of the stage, oh, yeah. and he would be like, "Okay, young buck, let yeah. me see what you got." Well, he had a he had a train between Florida and New York, and they would go back and forth. And the train was loaded up with girls and bands, and it would be just an all night trip of of a party. Hey, how do we get one of these trains? Exactly. Come on. And you know what? CBS gave it to him willingly and said, "You can have anything on that train you want." The best oh. train we're going to get is the little Brackenridge Eagle they refurbished. <laughs> and a bag of popcorn. Yes. Some, some <laughs> a bag homeless, of popcorn. Some homeless guy in the back seat. <laughs> homeless guy. Oh, God, that's good. All right, now back, back to the news uh, of the day. I see a connection. Plain clothes, SAPD. Come across suspicious vehicle on the east side last night. Don talked about it in his news. Three people were in the car about to shoot at a building. Does this not sound familiar? They stopped and started to shoot at the plainclothes officers in the unmarked vehicle. None of the officers were hurt. The unmarked vehicle was shot up. East Patrol got two suspects after setting up a perimeter. Now, what is the connection that I see going on here? Well, Chief McManus gave a press conference yesterday about all the shootings that have been going on in San Antonio that we addressed yesterday as we started with the mall shooting and worked our way back toward all the other shootings that have been going on. 18-year-old killed during a shootout. Saturday afternoon at the Antioch Village Apartments, 1500 block of Upland Road. On Friday afternoon, a targeted drive-by shooting, an apartment complex, 5100 block of Eisenhower Road, killed a 15-year-old boy. Three others, including a 5-year-old boy, were injured and taken to the hospital. And then, of course, you got the shooting death of a 2-year-old last month, Mackenzie Hernandez-Garcia killed on a drive-by May 8th in the 100 block of Future Drive, standing next to the front door, was struck by a bullet. And then you had an altercation at Roosevelt High School several weeks ago, and the chief said, this is, you know, retaliation. They've been trying to get the guy with the altercation over at Roosevelt High School. So what's going on? Then you got this deal last night, with the, uh, PD coming across suspicious vehicle on the east side. I'm thinking the the plane. I'm thinking. Okay, I'm just thinking out loud. So let let me just think out loud for a second. The plainclothes officers that were shot at last night are with the gang unit, and they're over here, and they done laid eyes possibly on people connected with some of these other shootings as this gang war has been going on in San Antonio. Obviously, to my view, what has been going on has been retaliatory. 
where something started, and I don't know if it was the deal at Roosevelt or I don't know if it was the two-year-old girl getting shot. I don't know. But something something started this cascade primarily on the east side and northeast side of San Antonio of this retaliatory, retaliatory, retaliatory strike, and it culminated Sunday night over there or Sunday afternoon over there at the mall with the dude getting a a haircut. I don't know. I don't. I'm not trying to say that that is for sure connected, but I'm starting to see a little bit of a pattern that has developed here. And then you've got these officers that were shot at last night. Let me just put it this way: if we found out that all this stuff was connected, and it's one after another of retaliatory strikes with gang, it would not surprise me. Because, and by the way, we had the other one on Glendora up here two weeks ago as well, not far from the radio station. Um, the chief expressed severe, uh, let me just call it frustration, frustration, when he said yesterday that they keep arresting the same dudes, bad guys, over and over again who get bonded out and they rearrest them and rearrest them and rearrest them. That SAPD is arresting them and turning them over to the DA who apparently is letting them go. Let him go, Joe. He's doing what Soros wanted. Put him back on the street so the bad guys are out there creating chaos. That's why Soros dumped a ton of money in his campaign. And here we sit with the bad guys ruling the streets of San Antonio. The problem is, as I've said it over and over again, folks, I'll say it one more time, and that is um, you get to a tipping point here where you don't reclaim your streets. You end up diving right into uh, Chicago, which I know it sounds like unbelievable, but that's where San Antonio is. We're knocking at the door of falling into a Chicago with all the retaliatory gang stuff that is going on in our community and has been going on for a while. And you, you get a hold of it by cracking down on these guys and putting them away. If you're not willing to do that, then be be willing to live in a hellhole of a community where violent crime is the the rule of the day, not the exception. I remember the time, and this is not old fartness on my point uh, part, but I do remember the time when San Antonio violent crime was the exception, not the rule. Violent crime in San Antonio and Bear County has now become the rule. Not the exception. It will consume your youth. It will. So, you must demand out of your DA that when the police bring these guys in, they don't get back out. They're not going to bond out on a PR. They're not going to bond out on a cash list. They're not going to get out. We're going to hold them here. But there's no room at the jail. Well, so what? Tough toodle, baby. If you end up in the jail, that's your problem. If you're stacked five deep on somebody, I don't really care. We're we're not gonna we're gonna keep you off the streets, and I don't care how many people you have to be around inside the jail. We're gonna keep you off the streets. But you have to have a sheriff who is interested in crime, in busting crime, and you don't, Bear County. You have a political hack as the sheriff. More on that coming back. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, I'm Shane Riley. I hope you're ready. Starting about Thursday, 
We're going to see temperatures climb and climb and climb with lots of sunshine going to be around. And by the time we get to the first part of next week, we're going we, – I don't – think we're going to hit triple digits but we're going to be up in the upper 90s upper 90s by the first part of next this weekend if you've got a poo or access to a poo make sure you get in that poo and stay cool this weekend well we're in the middle of operation uh, interdependence we do it every year at this time of year and thank you for helping us out ktsa kitchen designed by giovanni presenting operation interdependence now through the fourth of july we are collecting needed items for our troops deployed around the world all of our sponsors are drop-off locations and for a complete list of the items just go to ktsa.com brought to you in part by the institute for functional health southwest metal roofing systems airtron window world specs and river city rock tops thanks to all of our sponsors for helping us do this every year well, look, Javier Salazar's a nice enough guy, okay? Not no problem with him personally. But what's happening right now with him going after Ron DeSantis on this whole thing when <clears throat> the governor flew these uh, illegal immigrants up to Martha's Vineyard, and you saw how long that lasted. He proved a wonderful point because the, the racist at Martha's Vineyard kicked, uh, kicked those people off in just a couple of hours. Get, out of, get, get them out of here. And uh, it, it proved a wonderful point. Uh, but here's the part as far as Salazar is concerned. He said he was going to investigate Ron DeSantis for uh, illegally capturing these people and holding them and so on and uh, charge them with a felony and et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and, and he now has recommended those charges to the DA, and we'll see what let him go Joe does. Joe, let him go Joe will probably prosecute. Best I can figure, he'll probably go after Ron DeSantis because that's the thing to do. They're trying to do it in California right now with these planes that have been flying into Sacramento. Um, there's one side of this that you're not going to hear on ABC, okay? In fact, you're not going to hear it anywhere else. The president and the administration has been doing this from the very beginning, flying illegal immigrants all over America and dropping them off in cities all across America, and I I brought that up with Javier, Sheriff Salazar. When are you going to go after Joe Biden? Of course, he's not. He's a political hack. That's all he is. He's not a real sheriff. Looks good in a hat. Nice guy. Sweet, sweetheart of a guy. But he's not a real sheriff. <laughs> you know, look at the crime in Bear County. When this is your numero uno uh, priority is going after a, a uh, guy who's running for president, you're a banana sheriff. <laughs> like a banana republic you're a banana sheriff locking up or trying to lock up or bring charges against a political opponent look this is going to happen in the next few days with donald trump we are a banana republic and donald trump is going to be charged in the next few days with obstruction of justice in the mar-a-lago document scandal his attorneys went to the Department of Justice yesterday and met with the Department of Justice, and I can only surmise in my pea-sized brain what's, what they're talking about is, is Donald Trump surrendering himself on charges of obstruction of justice. All these things are, whether it's Javier Salazar going after Ron DeSantis, now Newsom says he's going to go after Ron DeSantis, and the Department of Justice and Merrick Garland going after Donald Trump. This is all to to go after your political opponent. It's what the Soviet Union was world famous for. They they would lock you up or kill you if you were a political opponent. 
the other regimes around the world acted like that as well. They'd either lock you up or kill you if you were a political opponent so you could not have a chance to run. And that has come to the United States in full force because of Sheriff Salazar, because of Merrick Garland and the others who know that their side, that the Democrat side does not have a winning argument on the issues. Their side cannot win on the issues, and they know it. That's why they play identity politics. That's why the people in power go after political opponents. They are going to try to charge Donald Trump sometime this week with obstruction of justice. They can't get him on the document case, right, because then they'd have to arrest Biden, which is exactly what Salazar should be doing. If he's going to bring charges against DeSantis, he should bring charges against Biden because Biden's been doing the same thing. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, Danny Bose here from Southwest Metal Roofing Systems. Good way to start your morning, isn't it? Little holidays. Hey, baby. Say it isn't so. I always did like those boys. Very cool. 536 now, Trey Ware, KTSA. Jimmy's right there. Right over there is Don, Elaine, and you at 210-599-5555. Now, Steve writes in this morning and says, good morning, Trey. How does Salazar have any jurisdiction in Florida? Talking about the sheriff now recommending charges against the Florida governor for flying illegal immigrants up to Martha's Vineyard where they were kicked out immediately. We don't want brown people up here. This is Martha's Vineyard. We drink champagne, we eat caviar 24 hours a day, brown people not welcome. And they kicked him out immediately. Got rid of him right away. Steve says, I'm just curious, seems absurd to me. Well, Steve, it is absurd. And now he claims jurisdiction because the case started here. These were illegal immigrants in San Antonio uh, that were taken to, and as, as Abbott has been doing, and <laughs> a little inconvenient truth, as Joe Biden's been doing, taking these folks busing them and flying them all over the country, right? And uh, that's what DeSantis did. But because DeSantis is a threat to Joe Biden, we got to get rid of him, says Salazar. we got to get rid of the governor. The governor, we got to, we, we, we have to lock up our political opponents, says Salazar. He doesn't want you asking questions about the fact that in Agua Springs happened, a murder-suicide, they still don't have any ideas what happened. How many years ago was in Agua Springs? Don, do you remember? Do you remember? Jimmy, do you remember? Five, six, okay, whatever it was. Ain't nothing been done out there. He doesn't want you asking questions about a story that came out that was crushed a few days ago about uh, some of his deputies, uh, people really challenging the way they are searching vehicles without probable cause. He doesn't want you asking questions. So it's, it's got to be Ron DeSantis. we got to lock up. we got to lock him up. Lock up your political opponent. So that's it. I mean, you know, there's nothing to this. And he knows even if, if D.A. Joe brings charges against it's not going anywhere. There's nothing going to happen. Uh, it's political grandstanding is all it is. And it's trying to go after a political opponent. He, Ron DeSantis is a political opponent to, to Salazar's Democrat Party, who is his god. He's a nice enough guy, but, he, you know, the Democrat Party is his god. And he wants to move up in Democrat politics. In order to do that, you got some boots to lick and some other stuff to, to kiss. And that's basically where he is. That's that's what we're talking about here. 
Now, as far as illegal immigrants are concerned, check. And, and by the way, if you want to sound off on this, for those of you in and around Bear County, is this a is this a good use of the sheriff's time? Is it a good use of your taxpayer dollars? Do you support charging the governor of Florida? with flying those illegal immigrants up to Martha's Vineyard. Tell me what you think about it, if you wouldn't mind. Phone is open, 210-599-5555. What do you think about it? It's your sheriff. He's running a department. He's running a, the, the jail. Is this exactly what you want this guy to be working on? Focusing his attention on I just mentioned Two things that people have questions about right now, a Nagra Springs and an open murder-suicide case, and the situation where, you know, deputies supposedly, according to KSAT 12 media over the weekend, deputies had been uh, searching cars without probable cause. I don't know if that's true or not. But does it seem like this is the kind of thing that a local sheriff in Bear County should be focusing on? Tell me what you think. And do you want the DA to move ahead and charge the Flor- Florida governor with flying these folks out? 210-599-5555. Again, like I mentioned last half hour, in a banana republic or in a Soviet-style state, what you do is you arrest your political opponent, try to arrest the problem away when you don't have an argument that, that holds water, right? And the Democrat Party does not have an argument that holds water. That's why they do identity politics. That's what the view, that stupidity on the view was all about yesterday. Identity politics. They don't, the Democrats do not have a coherent, conceivable argument that they can take to the American people that would be embraced by the American people. What is their argument? We want to we cut the penises off your boys. We, we think that penises ought to be cut off boys so that boys can act like they're girls. That's their argument. Is that one you think the, the the American people embrace? Hey, we we want another 5 million illegal aliens in the United States with no border down south. Is that an argument that the, that the American people can buy off on? You've got to be kidding me. Just think of their proposals. Hey, we're going to turn off the power in America, make us all a whole lot poorer by, by not you know, uh, drilling for oil and forcing everybody on to electric grids across this country that can't support the demand now, much less (laughs) all these electric vehicles and everything else, getting rid of your gas stove and everything else that they're doing right now. Do you think those are plans that the American people in toto support? Of course not. And the Democrats know that. They've been playing identity politics since the 1960s when Lyndon Baines Johnson said, I'll have those blanks voting Democrat forever. I'll give them that. We'll promise them everything and never deliver. And look where they are. They're still playing the same old game. So now that that doesn't work because there's opposition media to them now, well, then we just arrest our opponents. They're going to charge Trump this week with obstruction in the Mar-a-Lago case. Just be ready for that. I'm telling I'm warning you up ahead of time. It'll be in a few days. I'm not sure if it's going to come. Th- I think it's going to come this week, but it might be next week. But they're going to charge Trump with obstruction in the Mar-a-Lago uh, top secret document thing. Watch. Watch. 
They're trying to arrest away a problem that the Democrats have. Merrick Garland's all about it. He arrested parents for going to school board meetings who were objecting to porno being in the school libraries. And he arrested the parents. That's how they roll, baby. That's how the Democrats roll. When they're in power, nothing will stand in their way. They will destroy anyone, anyone who gets in their way. And that's what they're doing right now. That's what Javier is doing with, uh, with the Florida governor right now. And the, the California governor's talking about doing the same thing to DeSantis. we got to put him in jail. He flew these people to Martha's Vineyard. And Martha's Vineyard immediately got rid of the folks. They sent them away. We don't want no brown people around. This is Martha's. You don't understand. This is not Brownsville, Texas. This is Martha's Vineyard. We drink caviar. We sip champagne and eat caviar. We don't have brown people up here. I was in Cape Cod, uh, what was it, two weeks after that happened, and we were on a fishing charter, and they said, hey, there's Martha's Vineyard. Uh-huh. And one of my buddies is Mexican, and I said, hey, we're both Mexican. Can we go fish there? And he started laughing. Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> don't you dare. Don't, don't, don't you show your face around here. So that's basically what that is. So if, whatever you think. Now, in New York City, speaking of, of illegals, they have had 72,000 seven, yeah, 72, illegals in New York City. All of them brought there. The, this is not the ones that Gov, uh, Governor Abbott brought. The 72,000 were brought there by Joe Biden. Javier, when are you going to charge Joe Biden? Joe Biden's been doing the same thing that DeSantis, that you claim DeSantis did. We know he's not going to charge Joe Biden. Joe Biden is on his side, on his team. So justice is not blind in Bear County, obviously. So anyway, in New York, the mayor up there says it is time to start putting them into private homes. Here he is. We're disciplined and we're executing on it. It is my vision uh, to take the next step to this, go to the faith base. Uh, locales and then move to uh, private residents. Oh. Uh, there are residents who are suffering right now okay, that's because good. of economic- that's good. That gets the whole point. So uh, what he wants to do now? They're being housed in like hotels and uh, these overnight housing shelters and all that. Now the mayor of New York wants to start putting illegals into private homes. He says that the people in New York that live there they've got extra bedrooms, right? So we'll just give them a few bucks, and they can start putting them up in private homes. That's that's the ticket. Of course, you see where this is going, don't you? Uh-huh. Well, sir, uh, Don, we know that you've got three extra rooms because all the kids moved out, say. And you need to do your public duty, your civic duty, by putting up illegal immigrants in those three extra bedrooms. Jimmy, you too. You live by yourself. You got all kinds of extra bedrooms and a kitchen and a living room and a big old backyard. I've got two extra rooms. See, there you They're go. Empty. So you need to do your civic duty, and you need to be housing these people in there. Well, according to him, I'm going to get some kind of payback from the city or state. He knows that's not true. And it's, he's oh, not going to do I'm that. I'm not going to get money? No, you're not going to get money. And uh, so, so here, here, I'll say this to them. I'll say this to to Eric Adams and to the others, the other Democrats who are pushing this concept of you need to open your home and welcome these people into your home. You go first. <laughs> it's the same on the gun issue. 
Eric, Mayor, sir, you go first. Open up the mayor's mansion in New York. Go ahead. You welcome him in there. You have him sleeping with you first. Joe Biden's got how many homes? Including the White House. Joe, you welcome him into your home, baby. And on and on we could go. Okay, quick break. Coming right back. We're talking about River City Oral Surgery. I'm at the website right now, rivercityoms.com. Rivercityoms.com is where you will find River City. And this is all about finding out more what they can do for you. Low prices, keeping the customers smiling at all times, offering services for children and people of all ages with Dr. Mark Habercorn there at River City Oral Surgery. Creating healthy, beautiful smiles, 210-778-0002 or online and uh, River City Oral Surgery. See, the beautiful part is you can do what I'm doing. Go to the website. You can see what they do, right? Their beautiful practice. They can handle it. You can afford it is what they always say. They can handle whatever the procedure is, and you can afford it. And they got the prices, you know, right on the website so you know exactly what they do and how much it's going to cost you. Let me give you an example. Wisdom teeth extractions, removing four wisdom teeth for $1,200. They don't need to see an x-rays. Uh, the type of impaction doesn't matter. Four wisdom teeth, $1,200. Tooth extractions, that's basic oral surgery. Sedation included with all these surgeries. Extraction of the first uh, erupted tooth is 375 Then after that, it's 175 And on and on it goes with the prices from River City Oral Surgery. Best in the biz anywhere. RiverCityOMS.com. Hey, it's Trey Ware here for Diamond Deck. I Hey, by the way, love to have you on our radio station saying the Pledge of Allegiance, and here's what you do. Just call 210-654-5155. That's a voicemail system, and you can leave it right there, okay? That's 210-654-5155, and just say the Pledge of Allegiance there. We'll take it from there, and then listen for yourself at 550 and 650 on the weekday mornings. I have the Pledge on my show. I have the National Anthem on my show. That's the way it's always going to be, <laughs> And there ain't no Capitol Police going to come in here and shut it down. <laughs> okay? So we're going to keep it playing, keep it going. Uh, but I need your help. 210-654-5155 for the Pledge of Allegiance. If you check out Joe Biden's public schedule most of the time, well, he's not doing a whole lot. Between noon and 4 is when you see Joe Biden doing something. His staff says he's really, really old, and we have to be very careful with him. We have basically four hours a day to get him to do different things as long as it's not too taxing and stressing on him. Yesterday was a pretty stressful day. He had the prime minister from the Netherlands who was there. Uh, I'm sorry, Denmark. Denmark. Uh, the prime minister from Denmark. They didn't take any questions. Joe read from some cards about four minutes long with the Denmark Prime Minister in a very robotic way. And then once they were done, the staff shoved reporters out again. Reporters were hollering questions again. And Joe just gave that, you know what, eating grin. He's not going to talk to them. They will not allow, they said this last week, they will not allow him to extemporaneously interact with the media because they're afraid of what he's going to say. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Not a joke. So anyway, yesterday he had the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl chance. And you know, Joe, when some, when he's visiting with somebody, he did it, whatever that person did or that group did, he did it 
and he did it better than them. You know, as an example, when he met with the truck drivers union, yeah, I drove 18 wheelers for years. I was 18 wheeler driver. Never once, never once drove an 18 wheeler, but I drove 18 wheelers. And when he met with blacks in the South, oh, I was, I was marching up front. Me and Martin Luther King, we were friends. We were marching up front for the savior of the black people in America. No, he's a racist. He doesn't like black people. That's well documented. That's just not me saying it. It's well documented. He doesn't like black people. He detests them, actually. He's a racist. He's a big friend of Strom Thurmond and the other KKK Grand Poobah Wizards. So yesterday he had the Kansas City Chiefs. The best of the best in professional football. You do not get any better than these highly skilled men. And here's Joe yesterday. Three of you had one of the same coaches that I had, great Tubby Raymond, who was named, who was, um, anyway, he's a hell of a coach. I played freshman football at Delaware and uh, ended up low at, I shouldn't say this, but you had to have a 2-0 to keep going. I had a 2-9-9, I mean a 1-9-9. And my mother made me quit. But I went back out my uh, mm. my junior year to no, play in my senior year. No, he didn't. And uh, while Tubby was the assistant coach, I played defensive back. Mm. And uh, after running in drills uh, in that uh, uh. spring practice, uh-huh. he came over and he said, Biden, yeah. you now he kind of <coughs> coughed when he talked yeah. to him, I guess mm-hmm. some of them remember this. Right. You run faster backwards than anyone I've ever seen. <sighs> Well, my political opposition thinks the same thing of me. Well, you've been running backwards for a long time. Uh, so here's the deal. None of that's true. The, the part about him playing his freshman year a little bit uh, kind of is. Uh, the rest of it, it changes with every single time he tells the story. Every time he tells it, he tells a different version. And that's how you know somebody's lying. <laughs> and this is the guy that the Democrats are going to put up. I don't think so. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Your smile says a lot, so you don't want a Hopefully in about three hours, I'll, I'll be listening to that on the back of Betty as we cruise around a little bit today. Man. It's going to get hot in the coming days. I hope you're ready for that. Details coming up. Good morning, San Antonio. Good morning, Texas and world. Trey Ware here on KTSA. There's Elaine. There's Jimmy and Don. New name is hyphenated Jimmy Don. All right. So 210-599-5555. First of all, with all the shootings that have been happening here in San Antonio as of late, I want to run you through a couple of these things. You Feel free to comment on it, too, at 210-599-5555 tell you what the chief had to say about this yesterday and then just a guess guess on my part okay but we've had some very deadly days here of late the first thing i want to say is that there is not a gun law that you're gonna pass that's going to stop this these guys who are doing it more than likely the the majority of them not all but the majority this is a gang thing you've got retaliation going on gang retaliation okay happen to be very familiar with these hot spots because there's nothing new about these places these are well-known gang areas and with the exception of north star mall obviously but these other areas of town where this has been going on well-known gang areas run by gangs well-known gangs and there's nothing you are going to do there's no law that any legislator can ever pass that will keep those gangbangers from having their guns. They're always going to have them. 
The best that you can do is to encourage law-abiding citizens who want to to get armed, get trained, and carry to protect themselves. Every police officer will tell you that when it comes to an actual criminal offense, most of the time the police are there for cleanup and investigation. Um, very rarely are they on the front side of a crime with the exception of, say, last night. Now, let's talk a little bit about the story that is out this morning concerning these guys who shot at the plainclothes police officers. And this is conjecture on my part, but I do want to, I do just want to kind of um, put this out there because obviously something hot is happening in San Antonio right now with, uh, you know, these guys shooting at each other. So some plainclothes SAPD came across a suspicious vehicle last night on the east side at about 7 o'clock. Three people in the car, according to police, were about to shoot at a building. You don't have to tell me what that is, huh? You you know. (laughs) You've been around long enough. They stopped the guys who were going to shoot at the building, and they started shooting at officers. None of the officers were hurt, plainclothes officers. Their car was shot up. East Patrol was able to get uh, two sp- nab two suspects in this deal, and we'll see if who these suspects are. Now, the chief did speak yesterday of his frustration on what's been going on, and if you go back, I mean, he <laughs> without making the connections because he made it clear there's information that he just can't share right now, but without making a connection between everything that's going on, I think he was making a connection. I can read between the lines as well as the next guy. And he's talking about this thing that happened at North Star Mall the other day where you got these guys in the the hoodies that went in, took them 10 seconds. They were dropped off in a car, and they shot the guy who was getting his hair cut. Then they went out and got in the car and took off. Also on Saturday, Antioch Village Apartments, 1500 block of Upland Road. 18-year-old woman was killed. I'm sorry, man, killed during the shootout. On Friday afternoon, you had the one at the 5100 block of Eisenhower Road. A 15-year-old boy was killed on that one. Others were injured on that one. You had several weeks ago some sort of incident at Roosevelt High School that the chief kind of tied this to without tying it directly to it. He said this was the first attempt to get the individual that they had been targeting. And he said an arrest for a suspect in the shooting death of a two-year-old last month is forthcoming. A two-year-old little girl who was just standing in her home was shot when the home was shot up. So it it would appear, because we've been through this before, I think it's reasonable for us to have some conjecture here. It would appear that you've got some retaliation, uh, retaliation, retaliatory strikes going on within the gang community, within gangbangers in San Antonio. But here's the problem, and the chief brought it up. Every time they go out to nab these guys, well, these guys have already been nabbed. And released and nabbed and released and nabbed and released over and over and over again. They keep rearresting the same old guys. Now, at that point, there's only one office to point at, and that's the DA, who was paid, bought and paid for, really, on the campaign trail with old George Soros money. There's the there's the boogeyman, George Soros, who across this country has hired these soft-on-crime DAs, put them in office, paid for their campaigns, etc., 
got them elected, to do one thing, and that was to release criminals so that they would create all kinds of chaos in the streets across America, and it's happening. And that chaos has come to San Antonio. And the chief, again, yesterday, without saying, the DA's office is not prosecuting these people. That's what he said, without saying it. Again, you got to read between the lines. Because he's got to work with the people in that office. But basically, hey, we're delivering them over there, and they keep t- putting them right back out on the streets. And every time we go to one of these shootings, every time we go to one of these gangbang things, it's these guys, same guys, same faces, same guys with the same gun in their hand, doing it over and over again. We need some help holding these guys in jail. You can tell me what you think. Tim, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Tim. Hey, good morning, Trey. I agree with you 100%. I did 30 years in the military and then another 10 and a half years on the U.S.-Canadian border. And, you know, when a drunk driver gets arrested, they don't blame the car. Well, 100%. 100%. Uh, yeah. and, and look, uh, it, there's... I, I care. Yeah, for sure. And thank you, Tim. I appreciate the call. Look, for sure, here's the deal. Um, you, you, you have seen an increase in this and a spike in this after we've seen an increase in the numbers of illegal aliens have been coming across the border as well. Don't think that there's not a connection to all this. Don't think that there's not a connection to the amount of drugs that flow through San Antonio. But a lot of times gangs will fight over territory. Who's going who's gonna to control the drug trade here? Who's going to do it? And, um, I, you know, I think that's probably where we are now. But we we know what we have as far as going soft on crime in Bear County. Uh, the other big story out of Bear County today is that your sheriff has recommended charges against the Florida governor for doing what Joe Biden does every day of the year. Now, I'm going to talk about that in the next segment. But when you've got, obviously, to, to those of us who think clearly, you've got a gang situation that has become, has just come unglued in San Antonio. You've got a chief of police saying, I can't get these guys charged. I can't even get them held in jail. They keep coming right back out on the streets, and we're rearresting the same guys. And your focus, your point of attention as the sheriff is on the Florida governor and making reference charges over to the DA. I'm going to have you come on that, uh, comment on that coming up in the next segment at 210-599-5555. Meanwhile, Window World windows are beautiful. Window World windows are tough. They stand up to the elements. Window World windows are energy-efficient windows with some of the best energy efficiency ratings you will find anywhere. And also... Window world windows are gorgeous. Oh, man, are they beautiful, and they add to the look and the curb appeal and the value of your home just by having window world windows installed. Now, you would think, you would think, with all that I just described, the window world windows would be super expensive and out of our price range. Well, guess what? (laughs) They weren't out of our price range. Uh, Two and a half, three years ago, Nancy and I put window world windows in our home, and they were fantastic to work for and with. And by the way, their windows come less expensive. You get a better product and a better looking product for less money because they volume sell. They sell more window world windows than anybody else so they can hold their prices down. They also do siding and doors, too. 
Martin Bamba and his family got a great operation over there. I hope you'll check them out. WendellWorldTX.com. Sun and clouds and a thunderstorm possible today and tomorrow with highs in the upper 80s. And then the temperature is going to soar after that well into the 90s the next several days. 66 right now at KTSA. Good morning. Still working that KTSA at FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. The summer of 1983. Yeah. This uh, 45 came across my desk here at KTSA. Dexy's Midnight Runners and come on, Eileen. you laughing at they don't make them like this anymore i love this record isn't that good that's a good one why are you laughing at me well you know you're talking about how it came across your desk here as as a 45 right i was just finishing up my freshman year in high school oh you shut up (laughs) if you wasn't so big i'd take you out behind this radio station and try a little bit of your honor on this was so popular in my middle school dances oh you can you can too both of you god I'm going to put y'all in the middle of the gang war. I don't know. <laughs> we're in the middle of it. Come on. We're sitting right here in the same building you are. Jim, Jimmy Don don't flinch. No, yeah, Jimmy Don don't flinch. I love that. I, I love Jimmy Don. I, I'm going with it. But, you know, I wasn't that much older than you, but I was just doing a thing already. Right. I was here working when I was, like, that high. I get a, about two years later, I was... Yes, you were. You weren't far behind yeah. tall. That's, that's you true. Were, you were not much older than Don. <laughs> nope. But no, you were much older years. than me. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now I know whose tires are slid. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I want to slap Jimmy around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's about time, yeah, isn't it? Right. No, I do. I do remember when that when that because it was so yeah. unusual. Yeah. Right. It was not yeah, like nothing really we had ever played before. Right. Uh, Irish Irish band, right? Yes. Yeah, and I, nothing we had never put, done done this before, and. Uh, and it came across my desk. I was a uh, music director here in that old building, 19, the summer of 19. So that's 40 years ago. Yeah, Hello. No, that's what I was just thinking about when you were talking. Scott. I, I heard summer of 83, and I'm doing the math in my head. 40 I mean, years. Not yeah. to be a jerk, but yeah. we, as kids, we were like, what is this? Yep. And we loved it. It was the yeah. most popular song by far. Well, it's one of those that we played, you know, because we were top 40, and we had a real what's called tight playlist. We only had a few songs because we only wanted to play the hits. Anytime you turn KTSA on, you heard a hit record. That right. was the point. Yep. And uh, it was one of those we played at the top of the hour every hour. And to start off your hour, 7 o'clock, Dexy's Midnight Runners. 8 o'clock, Dexy's Midnight 9 o'clock, Dexy's Midnight Runners. But people could not get enough of it. Now, about two weeks in, I'd had enough. Right. I was like, okay, that's, that's typically enough. typically the case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to hear now that every once in a while you pull it out and slip it in like that. But so. you know what? That's one of those songs that never went away. No. You know, it's always been around. Well, the video was fun. Yeah, the video was fun. Wearing yeah. uh, the overalls. Well, I was about to say, the... Uh, purchase of overalls uh-huh. went up after Probably. that song came out yeah. in well, video. What are they doing now? You you know, I'm sure you know everything about every musician that's ever lived. So what? Yeah. where are they and what are they doing now? Do we they're know? They're back home doing nothing. Okay. <laughs> and waiting for <laughs> me to play it again. royalties. Yeah, they just, <laughs> we, just, we just paid him another 37 cents just now. Yeah, I'm sure he gets a pretty decent check from ASCAP every uh-huh. year, you know. Right, so right, right, right. right. for him. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's it's called mailbox money. Rupert Holmes told me about that one time. Yeah. Learned me all I needed to know about mailbox money when I asked him. Escape Pina Colada song if you like Pina Coladas and getting caught in the rain. And I asked him one time. I said, "Are you sick and tired of that? Because that's about the only thing you ever had." 
And he said it really was the only thing. He had one other, but it didn't do, do much. And he said that really was. But, you know, this beautiful house I'm in right now and two girls who went to really fine colleges, and all I had to do was walk to the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> I only know one cat who had better mailbox money than that. Yeah. And he lived out in Medina Lake, and he wrote the theme song to Happy Days. Yeah. Well, there you go. And that yeah. worldwide yeah. mailbox money, come on. Well, and, of course, what's his name? Uh, Don McLean, who's been in the news recently. He's talking about AI doing a better job at music than people can write music. Mm-hmm. And he's, of course, you talk about mailbox mailbox money, American Pie mm-hmm. and Vincent, Starry, right. Starry Night, you yeah. know, those things. He was just here last year. Yeah, he was Tobin. A, at the Tobin, wasn't right. he? Yeah. Good show. Yeah. So, anyway, that's fun to talk about. Like talking about music anytime we get a chance. It's always a blast. If you can write one big one and live off that for the rest of your life, I would. Good for you. I would. <laughs> right? Seriously. Yeah. I'd love to be able to do that sometime. Anyway. Okay. Um, I got to tell you, KTSA and Kitchen Designs by Giovanni presenting Operation Interdependence now through July 4th. We are collected those items for our troops deployed around the world. All of our sponsors are drop-off locations. If you need that list, just go to KTSA.com. Brought to you in part by the Institute for Functional Health, Southwest Metal Research uh, Roofing System. Sorry about that. Airtron, Window World, Specs, and River City Rock Tops. Now, do you think... It is a wise use of resources for the Bear County Sheriff to be going after a political opponent. It's what the Soviets used to do, the banana republics. You know, they would uh, either arrest or kill their political opponents. Especially when the Democrats don't have an argument that Americans will buy off on. The Democrat argument is, we should groom your child in school to want to be the opposite sex. That's their argument. We should be able to take your child away from you and remove their sexual organs so that they can pretend to be the opposite sex. That's the Democrat argument. We should have books in their school libraries that's nothing more or less than porn. Porn. That's the Democrat argument. We should get rid of your gas stove and your gas car and replace it with electric electric cars and electric appliances and put those on a grid that can't even stand up to a summer now or a snowstorm now, much less when we put everything else on that electric grid. And we're going to put up these windmills out in the Gulf of Mexico that's going to kill more wildlife and fall over when the next Katrina comes through. That's the Democrat argument. They know their argument doesn't play with the American people. That's why they do race-based politics, ID politics. That's why they do it. Because they cannot make an argument to the American people as to why you should elect them. So it's all race-based, ID, you know, you're systemically racist, America's systemically racist. That's what their argument is. And then, of course, when that fails, when they have a real challenger, what are they going to do? They're going to arrest it away. Like they're going to do this week to Donald Trump, they're going to charge him with obstruction. Watch. You watch. He will be charged this week with obstruction in the Mar-a-Lago thing, or next week, it's coming in the next days, 
with Mar-a-Lago and the document case. They can't get him on having the documents because Joe had more documents than him scattered all over Hill's half acre up there. So they're going to have to get him on obstruction, and they will. And Javier Salazar, political hack in Bear County, instead of focusing on crime in Bear County and taking care of the people of Bear County, I got to go after what? The, the Florida governor for flying people to Martha's Vineyard, and the people in Martha's Vineyard kicked them out immediately. Less than a day had those people out of Look at all these guys to do the yards. We're fine. We don't need any roofers up here. And Javier thinks it's a good idea, and he's gonna, he turns the case now over to the DA, who's not even doing his job. And the chief of police will tell you that. Let's go to Jim. You're on KTSA with Trey. Go ahead, Jim. Yes, yeah, sir. I've always thought about that. That'd get a sheriff after old Joe. So we need to either get one in Florida to do the same thing to him, or one right here in the great state of Texas, <laughs> because I'm sure we can find one that ain't near near as big of a schmuck as that that Salazada over there in Bear County. I don't know what his problem is. I'd like to audit his bank account. That's the right start with that goober. I'd audit his well, bank I, account. Well, I I think it's okay to ask. I don't know about the bank account part. Thank you, Jim. But I think it's okay to ask. What's going on with the Inagua Springs case, murder-suicide out there? What's going on? Why, why did it go cold all of a sudden? Or I think it's okay to ask the story about this story that came up the past few days about deputies allegedly pulling over and going through cars without just cause. What's going on with that? I'll take more of your calls on the other side. Let me talk about our friends at Diamond Decks at DiamondDecksTX.com. Diamond Decks is here to build a beautiful outdoor living space for you that you can enjoy for many, many years to come because it's going to be done professionally. It's going to be done right. It's going to look beautiful. And it's going to be very comfortable for you to be out there even during the hot summer months or the cold of the winter. You'll enjoy your outdoor living space from Diamond Decks. Now, you can see everything they do on their website, DiamondDecksTX.com, uh, but you can also go to their locations, and they'll tell you about those as well. Or they'll come to you. Now, if you're looking for a deck or you're looking for a composite deck or you're looking for a patio space or a gazebo or anything, whatever, whatever you're looking for, outdoor kitchen, including the grills and all, they can do it all for you turnkey at Diamond Decks. Even if you have an outdoor living space now and you want to spruce it up, add to it. Uh-huh. These folks can do it as well. Very, very professional organization. You're going to love their work. Check them out online at DiamondDexTX.com. Hey, it's Trey Ware for Noble Gold Investments at Noble Gold Investments. 638 now. Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. By the way, at 550 and 650 every weekday morning, Pledge of Allegiance said by you. <laughs> you can leave it on the voicemail, 210-654-5155. 210-654-5155, and 6.50 each weekday morning. And thanks very much. Appreciate that. Tell you about the store of the future uh, that debuted this week. Um, it's pretty interesting. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But first, I, I did want to talk about Tim Scott's appearance uh, with the five furries on the view. Uh, first of all, he did he did fine, you know. Um, it, it truly is a no-win situation for a conservative to, to go in there. And I don't know why conservatives keep putting themselves and Republicans keep putting themselves in that situation. You're, you're not going to get anything out of it. There's nothing to be gained. It's not like there's anybody who watches the view that you're going to change their mind. And, oh, I'm going to vote Tim Scott. It doesn't happen that way. Sorry. Uh, they, they're set in their ways. And the same thing is true 
with the furries on there, and the same thing is true with the people in the audience, okay? So you're not going to get any uh, support or nothing's going to change with any of those people, right? But yesterday was pretty interesting in that he was trying to explain to them, because they're all about identity politics, that's the Democrat ticket, right, identity politics, because nobody wants what they're selling. Nobody wants what the Democrats are selling. So all they can do is say, well, America's just racist. It's just systemically racist is what they were trying to tell a black man who was running for president. (laughs) There's a guy who's very successful and started dirt poor, and he's super successful. America's so racist that if you're black, you can't make it. And he's like, look at me. But, of course, they won't listen. They don't pay any attention. There's two black women on that panel, by the way, two black women. Tell me America is racist and America hates women. We're so racist and misogynist. These women are making so much more money than I am and you am and all of us are. So much more. And then, well, we're so racist in America. Trying to convince a black man who started with zero, less than zero, in a single family home that he's, you know, this is not the land of opportunity, you know. There's no opportunity in this country. Ooh, how awful it is here. But you know what was interesting? That every time he would get into an answer, ah, it's time to go to break. So many times so that he started to comment on it. Tim Scott would say, how come every time I start to answer, you guys go to commercial? Because <laughs> it would. It was, I mean, pretty obvious. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear what you got to say, but we have to take another commercial break, says Whippy. Even to the point where Whippy quit saying it and Whippy, Whippy started to bring her floor director over to Tim Scott to tell to tell him it's commercial time. We have to take a commercial now, Mr. Scott. Talking down to a black senator, white dude, white liberal working for the furries at the View. So really, I mean, he did fine. It's not like you know, but even doing fine, you have to know that that's Disney and ABC. And they cut it up to make him look like an idiot. And that's what they put out to go viral. Like he couldn't answer the questions. He had no idea what he was talking about. And they relied on them saying, we're such a racist nation. We're so we're so systemically racist here. Nobody can get ahead in this country if you're black or you're a woman. Said a black woman. Two black women saying that. But they that doesn't matter. What they put out and what goes viral, what they, what they immediately put out, is nothing that's going to benefit him or Republicans. There's no benefit, none whatsoever. But, I, you know, if, if you want to go on, go on. The, the media, look, they're not even hiding it anymore, okay? They're not even trying to play objective. They're not even trying to play journalists anymore. Here they are yesterday. Did you see this, where they went after Casey DeSantis, the first lady of Florida? She's the Walmart Melania. Because she had a leather jacket on that said, Florida, where woke goes to die, said the leather jacket. Oh, that is so disgusting. She's wearing a leather jacket. She's the Walmart Melania. So disgusting. She looks horrible. She's freaking gorgeous. She wears beautiful clothing. And that's why the the women, look, there's nothing uglier (laughs) than a liberal woman. And they can't stand the last two Republican first ladies, Melania Trump and now the first lady of Florida, Casey DeSantis, are drop-dead model gorgeous. You can't stand it. To the point where the the line from the liberal media yesterday is this. You're going to love this. 
DeSantis or Melania could never embody the class and effortless elegance of Michelle Obama or Dr. Jill Biden. (laughs) This is in the liberal media yesterday. Those first ladies have used fashion not as a punitive tool to stick it to political enemies, nor as a bored nihilistic shrug, but as something generous and welcoming. This is how small and petulant they are. And again, identity politics, right? Now, the first lady of Florida, whose husband is running to be president, is the, she's the Walmart Melania. She wears blue jeans and leather. You know what? All you're doing on that side is making her more appealing and making Ron DeSantis more appealing. That's all you're doing. And they did the same thing with, with Tim Scott. Yes, they made him more appealing to a lot of people in this country because he stood up to him and told him, look, if I can make it, anybody can, which is absolutely true. We had the first black president just a few years ago, and he did more to destroy that than anybody else in the history of our country. Did more to destroy it. He had a really great chance to heal a lot of the racial division. All he's done then and now, by the way, is so racial division to bring about the downfall of the country. Lifestyles Unlimited, financialfreedomlivestream.com. About helping you understand the rules of investing in real estate. There are rules. I'm not talking about, you know, like legal rules and all that kind of stuff, although there's, you know, a certain amount of that. No, no. What I'm talking about is the rules of success, the rules of the road to success in investing in real estate. Um, this is re- it can be a whole lot of fun. I think you're really going to enjoy once you get into it and start investing in real estate. And once you get into the people over at, uh, at Lifestyles Unlimited and get to know them because they're just a fun bunch to do this with. They take you and they walk you down the road of investing in real estate. It starts with their online or in-person seminar, financialfreedomlivestream.com, financialfreedomlivestream.com. And then after that, they'll, they'll stay with you and walk through, okay, I like that house, I don't like that one, I like this apartment, I don't like that one. Walk through that with you, hey, are you trying this? Hey, are you maximizing that? All those kind of things that they can do to help you become the success you want to be in your own business, doing your own thing. And Lifestyles Unlimited, financialfreedomlivestream.com will help you. Just log on to the website. Use my name as your promo code for incredible discounts. Financialfreedomlivestream.com, promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. Luxury vinyl plank flooring from green carpet has the look. Golden earring. If you're out here on 1604, you're going a little too fast. Next thing you know, you got a blue light in a mirror. Pull you over. Son. I got you with a little radar love. <laughs> yeah. 61 and a 55. You're going a little fast. You need to back it on down. Mm-hmm. I've been driving all night. My hands wet on the wheel. There's a voice in my head that drives my heel. Can't go wrong with that, Jimmy T. 651 now, KTSA. If you'd like to say the pledge, please do so. Phone number is 210-654-5155. And a quick reminder, KTSA and Kitchen Designs by Giovanni, presenting Operation Interdependence now through July 4th, collecting those items that we need for our troops that uh, are all over the world. And uh, each each of our sponsors, they are drop-off locations. And for a complete list of the items we're looking for, just go to KTSA.com. It's brought to you in part by the Institute for Functional Health, Southwest Metal Roofing Systems, Airtron, Window World, Specs, and River City Rock Tops. Thanks to all of our sponsors. 
Well, the store of the future has been unveiled. I, I got some bits and pieces for you if you want to jump in. 210-599-5555, either by call or text, either way. Um, so the store of the future has been unveiled. Walgreens in Chicago, South Loop area, high crime area, obviously. Blue City run by Blue Dog, not even Blue Dog, by, by Blue Democrats. And they have destroyed the health and safety of that part of their city. So in order to avert crime, Walgreens, I don't know if they did it intentionally or they stumbled into it, but this is the store. This is retail of the future, future of retail. So what they've got, when you walk into that Walgreens, there's two aisles, basically one thing that goes right down the middle of the store that's open for you to grab everyday items. Okay? That's it. That's it. Everything else, everything else is behind anti-theft detectors that, by the way, to go into the Walgreens and to walk out, you either way, you have to go through an anti-theft detector, metal detector to get in and out. The store is offering the same products as it did before, but the rest of the merchandise is now behind counters with staff. And what you do is you can go in and browse by kiosk, or you can do it online, and the staff will pull it for you because it's locked up. Uh-huh. You don't have access to tampons. You don't have access to deodorant. You don't have access to cologne. You don't have access to every over-the-counter, over everyday over-the-counter medications. Everything is locked up. And when you place your order at the kiosk inside of the Walgreens, they pull it for you and have it waiting for you at the front desk for you to pay for and go through the anti-theft device on the way out. Now, again, I want to just go back to my opening statement, and that was I don't know if they did it on purpose or if they stumbled into this, but I'm telling you this is the future of retail. This is where it's all going to end up. Just like right now, you can call up Lowe's or go online, and they'll bring it out to your car or your truck and throw it in the back of your truck. Same thing is true with Walmart. Same thing is true with HEB. And on and on and on it goes. As crime continues to destroy cities across America, retailers can only survive either by delivering it to your front door or they'll... They remember Walmart is opening up a bunch of warehouses now. Walmart is not Sam's. I'm not talking about Sam's. They're converting their stores to warehouses, and there's a reason for that. With AI, they won't need people to pull the items in the future. And I'm talking about soon future. This is not 50 years from now. Will I be dead? And this is no. I'm talking about now. AI robots will pull that stuff, put it into the bag have it for you in your section, wherever you're parked. Somebody will either bring it out to your car or an AI robot is going to bring it out to your car. That's how you're going to shop. The days of going in and going through the aisles and looking around, they're very, 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 very short. And the reason for that is they got to protect their investment because of theft with crime, but also how many people can you fire if you've got robots and AI doing all the work? That's coming. Hey, Jason, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, sir. Hey, uh, great message, Trey. You got a great show. Hey, yeah, you know, if you got AI, you don't have to screw with this DEI, right? That's right. Um, that's, that's right. Another, you know, <laughs> and, 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 you know, the thing, the problem I have with all this crime 
in all these cities, whether it's Seattle, San Francisco, San Antonio, I don't understand why the Chamber of Commerce doesn't put the pressure on the elected officials. All these shop owners ought to go to the Chamber of Commerce and say, look, we've had enough. We're taxpayers. We're not getting police protection that we pay for. The Chamber of Commerce is a powerful entity. I don't know why they don't do it. I can sort of explain it for you, Jason. I appreciate your call as always. That's an excellent point. But the reason they don't is politics. Most of the businesses that are signed on with chambers of commerce all across America are doing business with some sort of government entity or they would like to do business with a government entity. And the last thing in the world they want to do is get on the bad side of their local politicos. And so they try to keep their nose clean. They try to just go along to get along and not rock the boat. Um, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've heard it with my own ears. I've seen it happen where business leaders uh, say, you know what, not, not really. And in some cases, business is being used right now to push forward the liberal left-wing agenda, especially on a national basis when you talk about Target and the other stores and Bud Light and all that stuff. That stuff just didn't happen. That's all planned. I don't care what they say about, boy, it's all screw-up. If you ever want to, if you've got a Saturday afternoon, you want to spend a little time, look up and do some investigating into BlackRock and see what BlackRock is doing behind the scenes, pulling the strings on a lot of this DEI stuff that goes on with these corporations, what they are demanding these corporations do because the government can't get it done. I'll explain some more a little bit later on. It's called BlackRock. They're the world's largest investment firm, okay? And they control these corporations, and they're the ones who are pushing all this stuff on the American people because they can't get it through Congress and through a president to get done. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Are you struggling to beat the heat in your sweltering?